and welcome to episode 144 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. Ewan is unfortunately uh, laid up in bed this evening, so I'll be your host for the day. Uh, my name is Brody, and it's going to be a train wreck, folks, but stick with me, because fortunately I'm, I'm joined by two of the best in the biz. I've got James. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> And I've also Thanks. got <laughs> and I've also got fresh from fresh from sunny California with a with a lovely tan tonight. It's uh the, the big boss Shannon. <laughs> well, this is Hello. going. Um, really um, good. No, this this is my jet lag talking, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I'm furious at you too. <laughs> no, that was awesome. English no, robot Brody is here to slay. <laughs> so Shannon, yes. <laughs> You've been reviewing Mario Tennis. Obviously, the review will be up tonight on Press Start, yep. but by the time this cast goes up, it'll obviously be live, so we can say that you've given it an 8. Yes. Uh, how would you say it fares compared to previous titles, and uh, what fun can be had that you can't have in standard tennis games? Yeah, I don't know if you guys played the last few. Like, I'm a big Mario Tennis fan, obviously. I still think the original is probably the best one, just in terms of simplicity. Um, but yeah, it, it's really good. It's better than the Wii U one, which was trash. The 3DS one was pretty trash. But this does a really good job of sort of still being a tennis game, but also having the right amount of gimmicks to make it fun, I guess. But yeah, it's got a story mode, which is probably three hours long, and then tournaments, which is... They're fun, but you don't really get anything out of them. That's the weirdest thing. There's no unlockable characters, which is just bizarre. Yeah, right. Like it's That's it's just strange. a big thing in all Nintendo games, like in all Mario games, I guess. Like you you expect to be able to unlock characters, and it's not that there's not a lot of characters, but you just there's no progression. Like there's no reason to play through anything. Hmm. But it's fun. I don't, so I don't know if you've really sold me there. It's is it's there, good. It's fun. Is like so the thing I don't play any of them, but the thing that everybody talks about is RPG mode from, I think it's the original game or the game yeah. after that or something. Yeah. Is there anything like that in this? So there is adventure mode, which I don't, it's not anything like that. Like you're not, oh, where you are, you're leveling up your character, but I feel like it's superficial. Like it's not actually doing anything, but it's fun. Like you've got worlds and you get to like beat bosses and you, you put in these really cool scenarios that I've never seen in, one of these games before so it's, it's awesome but it's not an rpg adventure like they were in the game boy games like it's probably two or three hours and you'll never go back to it how many bosses so um i think five or six and all unique yeah yeah they're, they're pretty like, cool like they're really good encounters like it's a fun three or four hours but that's like more than god of war <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you have to take it personally. That's a hot take. Anyway, it's 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 not amazing, but it's better than anything we've had in the last two or three games. So you can't really complain. Like they've put work into sure. it. Sure, sure. Do you think it's enough to get you into the series, James? Um, I liked the demo. I liked yeah, the you... like the breaking of the rackets and stuff. But I think that yeah, people who really like old school Mario Tennis, though. So I don't know. Um, no, but that, <clears throat> that is really it. cool. That is really cool. When you get to the harder sort of matches, like I genuinely, in the last tournament, which the match lasted about 30 minutes, like literally on the last point, I had one more hit of my racket on like one of those power shots. 
So I had to sort of balance like when to lose points and when to like use that last point on my racket. So it's so there's there's like a strategic element to it. Yeah, though, if you don't perfectly time a block, like when people smash the ball, like you lose a segment of your racket, and when it breaks, you literally lose the match. Mm. Is the is the demo still up or was it like a beta? It was a beta. I think they'll do another one. Well, that but the, the weird thing is with the online, and apparently there's going to be a day one patch. There's nothing like what was in that beta, which was actually like a really comprehensive online. All you can do is like play your friends and then it doesn't even count wins and losses. So hopefully that is a change. Well, hopefully it does change, but then knowing Nintendo and their online system, like who knows? Because it was really, really good in the beta. Hmm. Okay. Well, cool. Well, so yeah, an eight. So it doesn't sound like it, it but no, it's it is really we'll, we'll, fun. It's just typical Nintendo weirdness. Like the gameplay is really good, but I just don't understand why they changed some fundamental stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I might give it a look. Do it if a good bargain turns up. Yeah, I'll, it's a uh, good Switch a game on the go. Now I'm not as good as uh, segways as a uh, young woman, so uh, we'll just press we'll just press right along. Um, there hasn't been a lot of news this week, so no. but it gives us a chance to sort of retread over some things that we haven't had a chance to talk about because of E3. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about because it wouldn't be a podcast without talking about Fortnite a little mm-hmm. bit. So I know James is keen for that. Mm. Um, so and it's an important issue. So it's uh, pretty much the basic of it is is that pretty much everyone wants crossplay except for obviously probably me and James in uh, in in. in in Fortnite, and uh, the only people not coming to the party at the moment is Sony. Uh, and obviously, this makes sense from, from a, a business standpoint, obviously, because their decision is based purely by money. Like Eurogamer did a good article today where it was allegedly from like an ex... Uh, I don't even know who it was, but he worked either for Epic or for Sony, I can't remember. And he said it was purely because of the microtransactions. They didn't want people buying... I uh, like close on the Xbox I did see that but it didn't really make a lot of sense like I sort of got what he was saying yeah. but it didn't make any sense in the context of I mean, what this I, was yeah I agree because I, it, it, there's nothing stops them from doing it the other way around yeah anyway. but anyway so uh do you guys think that because I was talking to Shannon about this earlier do you think that if they were to open up this uh cross play platform do you think it would hurt their market dominance at all um I thought James was going to jump in but I don't know. It's he ha- said Shannon. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to, you know. It's it's really, like, see, the thing is, I think if they did it now with PS4, like, it wouldn't hurt them that much because they've already got the dominance in market. But then, exactly. like, if they were to do it for PS5, like, that would put them both on an even playing field again. And obviously, like, they can't True. take that away going forward if they were to do it now. So I think that that's the problem. Like, it wouldn't hurt them now, but then... When if say PS5 and the next Xbox came out together, like, and say I don't know Xbox is more powerful. Like obviously, if if everyone can play together, like that takes away the option where sort of if all of your friends are getting a PS5, you obviously you're going to get a PS5 because you want to play with them. Mm. Does that make sense? True. It does. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about how back when, during the 360 days, Xbox had uh, like the sort of ascendancy in terms of market sales. And apparently this thing came up then, and, and Microsoft at the time knocked it back. So well, yeah. a lot of people are drawing those Well, Microsoft built well. the online console infrastructure that we know today, so 
I feel like it's all going to mold that they're doing it now, but they could have really led the way to begin with with this. True, true. But I think the uh, the biggest uh, sort of sticking point for a lot of people is that uh, Sony have somewhat locked people's Epic accounts to their console. Yeah. Like, like mainly, mainly between it and PC, I think they can use it on. But if you were to, like, say, try and use that same linked account on your Switch or your Xbox, uh, it knocks it back. Yeah. So, Shannon, being that you're you're primarily a Sony player who obviously dabbles with the yeah. Switch, uh, does it annoy you? Like, do you, do you take it personally that Sony is sort of holding your account to ransom? Well, yeah, I, c- I, don't, I assume it's the same with Xbox people trying to log in with their Epic account that's been linked to PlayStation. But the, the yeah, reason it why it's an issue for Switch, obviously, is because... I'm guessing there's a lot of people that will genuinely like come home, play Fortnite on their PS4, but then want to play it as when they leave or when they can't play on their TV. So it is a pretty big issue. Like for me, I don't really care just because I don't care about living up on Fortnite. But for people like you and, and millions and millions of other people, yeah, it's a, it's a genuine issue. Like do people really care to play games like Fortnite with like other consoles? Like, I just think it'd be good to have. It'd the be option. good to have the option, like the account thing. I genuinely understand, but like, I feel like it's yeah, it's probably just a bit of outrage culture there. But yeah, the <coughs> account thing, like, I don't know what the issue is there. I don't know. I think, I think it's good if you say like you're buying a Switch and you want to buy a game on the Switch, and it's got a multiplayer component. Knowing that it has that install base elsewhere that you can play with is kind of more reassuring i guess yeah um, true. whereas if you lock it to just switch people like who's yeah. to say that audience like payday 2 we talked about that so many episodes ago like who would buy that knowing that they can only play with switch people it just doesn't yeah. doesn't make sense to me whereas with fortnite like you can play that with most people um mm. like i understand sony where sony's coming from like they don't really need to do it um because you know they've got the biggest player base and they've got the biggest like market share um, but I think in terms of, I just feel like this is the thing that everybody was talking about in terms of Sony, like a little bit after E3 more than anything else. Um, I guess mm, they just don't they sort of care, it hurt, but it's hurt their press <clears throat> a bit, but they, yeah, they just keep pushing on with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I just don't understand like, what do they really have to lose at this point? Which is what Shannon was saying before. Yeah. I mean, still, even this is sort of. You got a lot of people talking about it, and so that's sort of running their name through the mud a touch, like that they claim to be for the players, and yet they release you know. days gone. And <laughs> mate, but I'm, like I'm I just keeping I... this bloody civil, and you're just trying to drag it through. No, the no, no, I know. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I take it all back. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I don't really understand why they won't just do it. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, speaking of days gone, <laughs> I. Uh, I wrote this week about uh, February 22 and how crowded that day has become as far as releases go. Yeah. Obviously, you've got the, the four big games coming out on that day, and quite frankly, I think it's going to be hard to choose between a couple of them at least. Uh, for those who haven't read into it or don't know the situation, uh, you've got Metro Exodus, Anthem, Days Gone, and Crackdown 3 all dropping on the same day. Uh, James, do you think any of those games may you know blink first, get a bit scared, and slip from that date? No... I don't think so. Um, you, you think it's going to be a dead set battle royale? I think Microsoft, like Microsoft's publishing Crackdown, um, they thought that Tomb Raider would do well on the same day as Fallout Four. I feel like they don't have any. They they don't really aren't as savvy <laughs> with this kind of stuff as other publishers might be. 
Um, They're overconfident. Can they really push Crackdown back again as well, you know? They could push it forward. True, true. Um, But then it wouldn't be finished. But then I guess people (laughs) might argue it's not going to be finished when it comes out anyway. But um, I don't know. Like I think they're all pretty different experiences, don't you? For sure, yeah. I think uh, I I read an interesting take on Twitter, uh, (coughs) which I shared with you at the time. Saying that all these games were sort of very basic examples of their genres, which I just don't agree with whatsoever. Like, I think at their core, like, they're all very different to what their genre suggests. Like, Crackdown, obviously, is one of those big sandbox games that we haven't really seen anything like it since, you know, like, Prototype and, like, Infamous. That sort of genre has sort of flattened out a bit. Um, Saints Row 4 tried to do it, but, you know, it wasn't the same. Um, Days Gone is like a open world zombie game. Obviously, there's a few of those, but it's a bit different because I think it's story driven. Anthem's like Iron Man crossed with Destiny, and Metro Exodus is just a uh, you know like a survival shooter almost. I so just I think that was a I, that was a bad take, but um, I think yeah, no, I know what you mean, and I agree. But I think of all the, those four games, knowing the development team behind each of them, I think Metro is probably the one most at risk. Yeah, for sure, of moving. Um, just because it's a, it's a smaller team, um, I don't think it's yeah. a game that can really afford to kind of, you know, be sent to die. Um, yeah, for sure. Whereas like Crackdown Three, I'm sure for Microsoft now is just a write off. Like, just get it done and get o- get over it. You know. Yeah. Um, mm. And Anthem, yeah. I I think like on that day, Anthem's gonna like win, so to speak. Like, I feel like that's gonna have the most marketing behind it. Most people will pick that up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I I'm worried for I, Metro. I don't understand, just quickly, sorry. Um, I, no, I don't right. understand, like, do these publishers all have an inkling of when get the, the other games are going to come out? Like, do you reckon that they've announced the 22nd of Feb and then everyone else has announced 22nd of Feb, but now they're kind of like, oh, maybe we should move it back? Well, like, I, yeah, I, I feel like we were, we were chatting about this, like, at E3 with a few of the publishers. Like, I feel like Ubisoft sort of coined this March release period. So, like, I think... Like, if you're not going March, like, you probably want to go a few weeks beforehand, which is what everyone's tried to do. So, I guess <laughs> February, like, January was pretty busy last year with, like, Resident Evil and a few other games, and this year it was busy as well. So, I think they've probably just picked Feb because there was nothing this year. And they've all, yeah, sort of... Yeah. I don't... Is there much coming out in March? I feel like there must be a few things coming out that well, we probably just, don't know So about. far, it's just Division 2 yeah. has been confirmed. Okay. Um. Yeah. And some game called The Sinking City, but I don't know what that is. All right. Um, I, I think that's... Is is that like that one set in, like, Egypt or something like that? There's tentacles in the logo. <laughs> I, I feel like Xbox has already deleted the tweet where they announced that Crackdown was releasing Feb 22nd. I feel like... Oh, really? Yeah, they deleted it, I, I realised, after you wrote that article. But Oh, cool. Thanks well, no, you, they literally did say it was coming out that day, but I, I feel like they could change it and nobody would even notice, to be honest. Well, that, well, that's interesting. Then. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I agree with James. Like Metro has the most to, to lose. Obviously, it's a smaller team. Crackdown is yeah. like a game pass play. Days Gone, I feel like, yeah, it's probably not going to make Sony money, but at least Bend have that engine running now. So it probably doesn't True. matter. And Anthem's going to win. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I had an interesting uh, exchange with, uh, you, do you guys know McGonagall on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we were talking about like uh, what games are going to do best in terms of Metacritic, and uh, if you were to put them in order, which ones do you? Th- I think obviously Anthem and Metro would probably duke it out for 
the best of the four. And then the basic, uh, the funny part was what we decided would be better out of Days Gone and Crackdown because we think they're both going to be on the lower end of the spectrum. I feel like we're, we've so, seen uh, so little of Crack. Like, I just don't even know what to expect from Crackdown at this point. Yeah. I think the general feel that we put it in was like Metro could do like mid 80s maybe because that, that series is just so good. Uh, Anthem will probably be about 80 and then the other two will probably be like mid 60s. That's my guess. I think, yeah, point, Metro, but, um, <clears throat> like Metro is kind of a like a critical kind of success more so than a sales one um whereas anthem i'm sure something will happen the week before or the week during yeah. that's gonna like pepper everybody's a bit like they'll like yeah we'll stuff it up somehow it's previewing um, really well like from everyone that's played it has said that it's yeah much better than they thought it would be but so yeah. was so did battlefront 2 like that previewed True. really well and i don't know i could i could be wrong i'd like to be wrong but yeah, I don't know. I, was, I think Metro will be the top in terms of reviewed, but in terms of sales, I think Anthem is going to like completely yeah, destroy I'd agree. it. It'll probably An- outsell Anthem, the other three combined. Anthem. It'll kill it, yeah. But um, I was I was looking at Metro on Wikipedia actually, and, and what were the re- what were the re- the re-releases called? Redo, or, Reda. I don't know yeah, Reda. It it's, it's, re- it's Redo. Redo. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> I French. Don't know French I don't know French. I admit it. Delete that out. <laughs> um. They uh they sold over a million copies, I think, pretty comfortably. Yeah, they've all been like long term selling games, like yeah, like a bit of a slow yeah, burn, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, it'll be interesting. Watch this space. See how we go with our February twenty two chocolato guess at the Metacritic. Um. Anyway, uh, moving on. As we touched on earlier, Shannon, you got to go to E three this year, and you went hands on with a lot of cool stuff, and you got to see a, a lot of cool behind closed doors stuff. Yeah. Uh, you t- you told me earlier you want to go through a bunch of the games that you saw. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you got? Let me pull up the list. Oh, you think you'd have it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So oh. I haven't really like three. ordered what. <laughs> I haven't ordered. Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard. Anyway, dreams. Let's start with dreams. I know you two are probably shocked that I liked it so much. I'll be brutally honest. I do not know what Dreams Well, I didn't is. know what it was beforehand either. So you didn't play it at Gamescom last year? No, I didn't. Okay, know. like, it it's still got Little Big Planet vibes for sure, but instead of it being, like, a side-scroller, you can literally create anything. And I know, like, that was Little Big Planet's thing, but, like, from what I've seen and what I created, like, it's much more intuitive to create anything. Like, you can do different art styles. You can do a racer, a side-scroller, like a 3D world, a music... Like, it's just insane, honestly. So is it basically like a like a sort of mock game maker sort It is, of but it's program? sort of littler experience. Like, it's called Dreams, and you literally... If you were to p- jump in and play other people's creations, you do a thing called Dream Surfing, which is literally jumping from, like, one dream to the next. So you can create dream with like seven little segments or like just one or however many you want it's honestly like you have to play it to understand it which is probably going to be the hard well they are doing a beta but yeah it's it's a hard sell but in terms of like Mm. there were so many good games this year but this one just sort of stood out as being a little bit different but not for the sake of it like it actually felt really good but unique at the same time okay and yeah, it was weird. It was wasn't didn't have a big presence at E3. It was sort of tucked away in a corner with like three was, booths. And uh, didn't it sort of only appear during like in the in the in between yeah. cuts between 
their demos like of like yeah I, I it wouldn't it wouldn't demo well like you had to sit with someone for like an hour and a half and play it like you couldn't even play it by yourself okay. did you use the controller or move just controller but it would work well with move i could see that do you think it would like translate well to vr i think it, i think they've confirmed it for vr yeah it would for sure yeah. I don't think they've confirmed it. Unless I think it's heavily rumoured, maybe. Right. Oh, wink, wink. Shannon got the, uh, yeah. the scoop. <laughs> Can you create, like, anything? Can I recreate Guitar Hero? Or, like, uh, a back alley drug deal? I didn't... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> easily. Could I recreate Hotline Miami? Yeah. A pole like, dancer. So many different things. Like plat <laughs> like you can just create the best three D platformer ever. And like music, the music creation tools are insane. So it's basically like the next level scribble notes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You you need to go and watch like a this ten minute video on it's just insane. It's so good. Maybe I will do it. I don't want to do that, but I'd rather just play it. No, <laughs> play no it. I mean, no, I mean it like I'd rather just play it and do something and see how far I can take it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's the same with Little Big Planet. Like, it's much easier and much better to create things. But if you don't have that creative bone in your body, like you're probably not going to do it. But it'll be fun for like the sixty levels or whatever they include. Cool. Cool. Uh, did you also play Spider-Man? I did play Spider-Man, which I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan, but was definitely better than I expected. So it was like an open world demo with a lot of webs web yeah, swinging. So did the did the demo you play was that the one with the Shocker Bank bo- boss fight? Yes, the one that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, not Shocker. Electro. Electro. Was it Electro or Shocker? I don't know. <laughs> it, it it's it's one of those. It baddies. was. Um. Yeah. It was the bank scene. I didn't. I don't think I got right to the end just because it wasn't structured as like a story thing like it was a bunch of different side missions which you could go and do at any point but yeah it feels good the combat yeah. looks as good as it has in the trailers did it uh does it, it it looks to me in the demo that we saw at a3 um it looked to me to be very like Arkham-ish. yeah very very Arkhamish. more um object based combat so like if there's a ladder you can sort of swing that into enemies or like shelving yeah. like you can pull that down like it, it's really intuitive and, and awesome the gadgets work really well too sweet but yeah i'm real i'm so keen for spider-man yeah it'll be good i i thought that trailer they showed at the conference probably revealed a little bit too much for my liking yeah i mean i i, I would have liked to be surprised about like the sinister six unless it was already mentioned i don't know i've sort of gone no nah, i don't again. think it was ever mentioned <clears throat> it's only like two and a half months away, yeah so. it's pretty soon it's polished times. for sure. Mm. Uh, what else? Did you um, Ori, which I didn't play the first one, but it was one of the one of those games that really sucked me in that I could have just stood there forever playing. Like I don't know how it compares uh, wh- to the first game, but apparently there's more abilities than the first game. Oh, let let me just but- pause this, mate, and come back to you in ten hours. <laughs> I yeah, I I believe I, uh- it's good. I got genuinely stuck playing the first game. Like, genuinely stuck. <laughs> I think it's a full price game. Like, literally $100 in Australia. I'm pretty sure. It is... Yeah, they, they did say it was a lot bigger than the first game.
Yeah, it it felt it felt triple A to me. Like it didn't feel like a game that I would expect to be budget, to be honest. Mm. Every now and then I go back and look at like last year's trailer for it. Man, that it gets me every time. Yeah, it was it looks it so was good. good. It was really good. Um and yeah, I got to play Smash a bit before it was announced. <laughs> which it's it's Super Smash Bros, but yeah, Ridley and Inkling are pretty cool. And another game that sort of just fits the Switch perfectly. Might be a good one for you to jump into, Brody, as your first Smash Bros game. Yes, yes. I've established uh, many times that I've never played one. And uh, Ewan has promised me that we'll have uh, a few press start crew yeah. uh, sort of invitationals. Yeah, I, I sucked so. terribly. I was playing against like Keza McDonald and a few other like top-tier journos, and they were just smashing me out of the park. <clears throat> I've played games like it, like... I've played, um, there's like a Cartoon Network one. Yeah, that's I, like, I feel like this. Yeah. yeah this, <laughs> like, like Punch Time Explosion or whatever it's called. I love, I I love that you've played that, but just never even tried Smash. Like, I can't even imagine yeah. a world where you could be playing that and not Smash. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I, I can't explain it. Well, look, I like Johnny Bravo. What can I say? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well. Against bloody DD. Samurai Jack's lab. So is it pretty much like a collective best of of the series so the far? The ultimate version, you might even say. It is. It has to be a new okay. game. Like ha- there weren't even thirty or forty characters in the last one, were there? I feel like there weren't many at all, and like there were like fifteen stages. Okay. Oh, okay, that's not as impressive as I thought then. <laughs> it's a port <laughs> Yeah, no, there weren't that many stages in the last one And they were all remastered Like, that's obviously been a big effort mm. I don't think there were many of them in the demo There were the 3DS levels Like, two of the new ones yeah, there weren't many stages, so I don't think so. But they looked really good in the trailer. Like, I don't. I'm super keen for it. Like, the 3DS version, like it was great to have it portable. But it was just never a good Smash experience, and the Wii U version obviously was probably the worst one. Yeah, I'd I'd almost rather like n- not many new characters and then like one or two a month, like or one a month that they release. Like Nintendo have gotten good at doing DLC that actually matters, so I'd rather them do that. No. Hmm. It's. Yeah, I think that's that's Nintendo's thing now. Like they're just creating games and getting them out there and not sitting on them for too long. It comes out in December, yeah. doesn't it? It's good. Like uh, early? Early December? Early December. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah. They they literally showed like thirty two minutes of stuff without really saying a whole lot. To be honest, just focusing on dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be Shannon. Good. Yes. I need you to sell me on the division two. Yeah, so I played the first one for like a week, maybe with Ewan, Jake. You did better maybe than me. Matt. I played it for like two hours, and I it was, was like, fun, but just like it was bland. Like the enemies were bullet sponges. I, like it, it was just yeah, exactly. I couldn't get I couldn't get past like the bullet yeah, sponge I, bosses. No, I agree. Like, it, oh. There's still a bit of that in this one, but I think like if you're shooting someone with someone else, like they go down in two seconds, and obviously you've still got these heavily armored guys that take forever to take down. But it just doesn't mm. feel as consistent with every enemy you take down. Like, it feels a little bit more realistic. And I think yeah. just Washington's, like, in summer is a much better setting than New York in winter. Like, it, that was just drab and everything looked the same. Like, it was just terrible. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see how well they develop the end game because there's been a lot of talk about, like, Yeah, I spoke to them a lot about that. Like and, that. like, they said this whole game is developed with that in mind. Like, obviously, I didn't get to see any of it outside of one mission, but you'd have to think that they've worked a lot on that. Yeah. Games like this should be, like, about the grind. Yeah, it was really. it was like super fun, though. Like, played with three other Aussie journos, and it was probably the best fun from a pure, like, gameplay point of view that I had at E3. I'd, they uh, were very Division two they were very coy with, like, how good it'd be playing solo, which was a major issue with the first one. Yeah, I mean that was. I think that was my problem. Probably, yeah. like I tried to no play friends. by myself a bit, and exactly, exactly. <laughs> Billy, no friends. That's me. Uh, do you think it's going to get you involved, James, or are you just not not on board? I absolutely loathed the first game. Um, I just had all these memories of it. Uh, like late night, we would, I was doing a mission with um, some other friends, and we were like up to like two a.m. because it was just these people with flamethrowers like bum rushing you for like. Th- 15 minutes straight it was just not fun um yeah and then sounds about right and i was like yeah this is fun to some extent and then like i had hit that mission like an hour in and i was just like nah this isn't really fun anymore and i just didn't feel like i was working towards anything um the story didn't really grab nothing just grabbed me at all and this one i mean it looks nicer like shannon was saying um it's like brighter and there's rain (laughs) and and stuff. But um yeah, no, it just doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. I just don't I just don't like these games that are kind of built on, you know, oh yeah, go do the mission, get some experience, get some like loot, and then just kind of repeat the loop, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm giving Anthem a sh- like a bit of a pass because the the traversal systems and like the world and it's, it's BioWare like they've built stuff that has been great before, but with this I just don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, even no, even speaking to the developers, like even they couldn't answer my a lot of my questions about like why Washington DC, like why seven months after the infection, like it just seemed to exist to just, exist. Just yeah, literally. Yeah, I just I I uh, thought this I don't know I just thought this game I don't think this game was that big. Um, well, it was big obviously, but I just don't think the engagement was there as as good as say Rainbow Six or even For Honor. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I think it was one of those games that uh, it had a real rough launch, and then it sort of took off like months after the fact. Like it, it got a pretty sturdy like. Well, once they brought in those, um, oh, I'm, I'm out of my depth here. I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, they were like modes where 
No, I'm just going to bail yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I know. There was, was a particular mode they. Yeah, the one the where right, you got to like the hold the, the loot. Dark zone. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. That's what I'm that was there from the beginning, wasn't but it? But they they made oh, it a lot it? better, yeah, and more oh, like okay. yeah. worth doing. I, it's the kind of thing like we were talking about before. Like if Anthem comes out Feb twenty second and it's a massive hit and keeps people in, like this is the type of game that I could see potentially not doing as well. Hmm. Yeah, because it's the same sort of thing, exactly. Yeah. Now, Shannon, I want to hear about what your demo for Transference was like because I played that at a uh, Gamescom, and I quite. I wonder, did did you so do the know. demo in the basement last year? Uh yeah. Okay, so I did that at yeah, E3 well, last year as well. Yeah, because you, where you start in the kitchen, you got to yeah. try and uh, piece together like a photo frame yeah. or something like that, which was awesome. Was. Like I loved yeah. it, and I'm not a big VR person, but yeah, that mm. was. Sick. I got jump scared into oblivion. Um, there was like one. Oh, but yeah, the interesting thing is they announced this year that you can actually play it without VR, which I opted to do. They, 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 they I, I knew oh, that you did know year, that. They, well, they you did didn't say that last year. Yeah, mate. I, I kept it um, a secret. But no, I, I was happy yeah. with that. I wanted to see how it fared, and it was still super immersive. And and very, I still don't fully understand what the game is. So I, I think the demo I did this year, you were following the same family. So I assume. It's going to be a psychological thriller about piecing together what happened to this family. Where last year I sort of understood yeah. it as like mini stories, but I think I must have misunderstood. Yeah, that's my understanding, is that it follows this family and you're trying to work out what happened to maybe each of them. Yeah, I, no, that, that's how uh, I got by, it as well. Yeah, and you're sort of in the yeah. mind of someone else, but it, it's becoming Yeah, corrupted. exactly. Yeah, it's all you're piecing that? together yeah. corrupted visions or corrupted memories. Anyway, I'm yeah, super right. intrigued. Um, it was sort of similar this year. Like, you had to piece together, I'm guessing, a different portion of someone's memory between two different worlds and uncorrupt. I don't know what was happening, but I love it. It's got to be coming out soon, <laughs> surely. Like, doesn't feel yeah, like... I mean, it would be that hard I would to... have to think later yeah, this year. Well, they've said, late. they've said Q3, Q4 this year. Okay, so. yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Like, honestly, I think it'll be one of the definitive VR experiences. Like, it does have that Resident Evil vibe, in my opinion, as well, which is good. Yeah, I was about to say, this seems like it'll be James's yeah. sort of bag. Well, I haven't played it, so I'll find out when it comes out. <laughs> that you will. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, t- tell us about the little fox that looks like Zelda. Yeah, Tunic. I, don't, I think I must have missed this in Microsoft Conference. I don't know if it was still when I was going in, or I just... I don't, I don't know. But anyway, it... it we got to like go behind closed doors with the developer, which is, is essentially being developed by one guy. And it looks really, really cool. It's like a link to the past. He kept mentioning a lot of Zelda games, pretty much describing everything. But essentially, you, you start with nothing, collect things like a stick, a sword, a bow and arrow, a shield to make it through to the end of the game. But it, it just looks sick. I don't know what it is about it, but the art style just, Definitely sounds just like captured me. Who did you guys think? Hmm. Seeing it in your little trailer. Yeah. I think it looked I a bit like it. whatever, but then a lot of the... Well, it just looked like another, like, oh, yeah, we're just like Zelda. Buy us. Yeah. Um, I thought I, th- I thought it looked derivative, but yeah. then it got a heap of, like, really, really positive press, So I, and then I got confused. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the positive impressions have helped quite a bit. I like, think I'll, it's I'll... got that... Re- is it Rez? What's that guy that the crazy guy, the game that the crazy guy made? Phil yeah, Fish. what was that game? Fez. 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 It's got that Fez, Fez yeah. vibe about it. Like, one guy made it. 
looks better than yeah, most other like, AAA I, games or more unique I than just, most AAA I just think games. with these in, indie games, like, it's just so... Like, and it's bad that I just dismissed it, but, like, it's just hard now because there is a lot of junk out there that kind of tries to just play on stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I did dismiss I mean, this. But, like the, like, like, the buzz has been really good, so... I will definitely still try it. It's exclusive yeah, to Xbox, I mean, hey. Yeah, probably launch exclusive, I'd say. Maybe, I don't know. Right. But um, I think I think art style can only get you so far, though. Like, it, it's cute and everything, but if it's just going to play like Zelda, then I can get that elsewhere. You know, it's got to do something different. Well, true. But then mm. Ori, to me, is a Metroid game. Yeah. But the art style is yeah. what really separates that. Actually, it the, was it was Ori as well, where the developers kept really mentioning Zelda and a bunch of other games as like inspiration. Yeah, but those exploration heavy sort of games, yeah. God, I don't know. Yeah, touche, touche. It it looks cool. I will play it. <laughs> Great. Yep. Um, Sorry, I was just having a drink. I hope of water. you and I think you got well. Met- <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Metro Exodus. Yes, Metro. Like I was telling James earlier today, I haven't spent a lot of time with the first two games, but like I know enough about them. Like this, this one felt really, really rough to be honest. And it was like pre-alpha, and it was behind closed doors, and super cool. They let people play it, but it is coming out in Feb at the same time, presumably. But yeah, mm, it it's more like I don't think they're calling it open world, but it, there's definitely like open world elements to the game, which were evident in what I played, like. A lot of it was sort of being in a rowboat, rowing around to one house to another, like which didn't. It felt really clunky, like getting in and out, climbing up ladders. Like everything felt really like 2010 Xbox 360 design and PS3, PS3 Xbox 360 design. Um, the shooting felt like better than anything I played at E3. Like it felt amazing, super weighty. You didn't have many bullets, so like every shot counted. Like that part of it felt amazing, yeah. and the world felt amazing, but it felt very, very rough around the edges, which James says is sort of evident with either the first or the second game. Yeah, the first, and, uh, yeah. the first game was the first game was super rough. Like I was almost surprised it got released. Um, but then Last Light, I thought was like really good steps in the right direction, but then it kind of bankrupted the publisher, didn't it? So now. Who is, well, is, is anyone f- publishing this or is it self? Wasn't this Deep it Silver, Deep Silver. Or, or Kosh Media or something? I don't even know um, what that means anymore. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but it was THQ before. And I don't know, I I, I would, would kind of expect it to be a little bit better than Last Light in terms of the polish and stuff because they made so much money off Last Light, mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I do know that team, like you heard crazy stories from this team, like, that they had no heating for their well, their office, and it was like you know winter and stuff, and in the Czech Republic, like crazy, crazy stuff. Like, they just seem really what what worried me weather. was like <laughs> normally when you go to a preview event, like people say, oh, this is a build from three months ago, so it's not indicative. Where they were like, this literally like we finished this build last week, and it, you might encounter bugs. <laughs> obviously, like it's not polished because we just bought it to you from. The development crew like it was it was weird like i don't know i want to say good things about it because like i just want to have good faith that it'll all be polished but it just wasn't polished at all i know it sounds terrible but i feel like they'll be working them really hard from now till february <laughs> yeah I, I it is the one game i could see getting delayed for for the right reasons for sure yeah 
Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, now, you got to spend a lot of time with Rage oh. 2, not only at E3, but before <laughs> well, E3. Yeah, a lot of time with the same sort of 10-minute demo. But I don't think I don't think I've been on a podcast <laughs> since I got back from Sweden, so I thought it'd be a good chance to talk about the demo that I've played like 20 times over now in Sweden and California. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, that must have been so worth going to Sweden. Yeah. Then. Well, I got to play Rage 2 and Elder Squad Legend. That was my Bethesda appointment, so make of that as what you will. Legends or Blades? Blades, whatever it's called. Oh. I don't. The card game? No, or the, the, the mobile, mobile game. Oh, okay. If you had to play, yeah. Um, But well. Rage 2 is pretty good. Like, I feel like it definitely not a lot of impressions and stuff coming out of E3. Like, I feel like it's been swept under the rug a little bit. I don't know if you guys feel that way. What, Rage yeah, 2 has? Bit, like, Bethesda, Bethesda sort of dished it at yeah, the front true. of the conference, and it sort of got for- forgotten about pretty quickly, so... I, it's good to hear I that feel it's like good. it's gonna be it's I mean, gonna be I fun. Like it's gonna be probably one of Bethesda's games that sort of don't sell well, or at least you don't think sell well from the outside. But well, I think it'll be none of it'll review really well. It'll be good. It, it felt super polished. I think yeah, a lot of the thing I've heard is it's quite fast paced. Um, yeah, super polished. My only thing with Rages is I just don't like vehicles in games, and I assume. There's quite a big vehicle component in this. Well, they didn't, like, even in Sweden, like, we got to see, like, a 30-second segment of them playing it. They wouldn't let us touch it, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have to imagine it will have a pretty heavy vehicle component. It's like if the guys from Mad Max are helping. Like, that was, like, the whole thing. It's the only thing that Mad puts Max. me off, because I just hate that. In That's just a personal thing. Um, yeah, I-, I wasn't a big rep for Mad Max. I thought the world was pretty barren and empty, which I guess might be the point. That might have been the seller for some but well yeah, it I mean. just in what we saw for this like it did look very much like go from one side of this world to the other shoot a few vehicles down and like i, I don't know it it does feel like a traditional open world game that i don't know that we need mm. like honestly the, the combat feels really good like and i think that's why they had us playing through this really small closed segment with like shooting and the new abilities which all feel amazing but I just have a feeling the second it goes open world, like it's going to feel super generic and like a bunch yeah. of other games without doing it anything better than those games. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, you say, you say Red Shoe looks polished, a game that didn't look polished at uh, E3. Yeah, I, I heard you, you guys me, say, was, uh, yeah, I heard you guys saying this. <laughs> was a Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I feel bad, but it doesn't it, look it, polished. It, it felt it pretty, it felt polished. It like it was probably the longest demo well, at E3 and it felt pretty polished, to be honest. Did you play the segment they demonstrated? I don't know. Was it they were uh, this sort of demo? Wanted... It was sort of like a stealth section in the bush, like in no. the forest. This demo sort of had you jumping no. from like puzzle solving to combat to blah 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 blah. It it felt exactly like you'd expect from the other two games. Like I don't think there were any new mechanics. They there was definitely an emphasis on like puzzle solving, which I think were complaints in the last game that there wasn't enough tomb raiding. Is that no, a, the, the, was? the second game was fine, wasn't it? I don't I know. thought the second game was good, but the first game there was not much. Okay, maybe the first one. Um, yeah, they definitely wanted to drive that home, but yeah, it felt same samey right until the end. Was sort of Lara. I don't know if this was shown in the trailer, but I guess Lara was shunned from Jonah because she had stolen a piece of treasure that set off the end of the world. Was that shown in the trailer? Has that been talked about? Yeah, I think so. And like the rapture I sort of so. opened up and. That that's where the demo ended. So that's definitely the most interesting thing about the game. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is like well, <laughs> it doesn't say much. But my thing, the game does have my a really thing nice with this game direction. is is like 
they're hanging so much on this is the final story of Lara before she becomes the Tomb Raider and like you know they're hanging so much on the story but that's not even the best part about the game you know yeah it, it needs to realize it's not uncharted like it needs to just stick to what it does good which yeah the and set piece not, in the moment not necessarily to moment story. gameplay is just i reckon better than uncharted and you would agree with me if he was here but um yeah, I just the gameplay is better than Uncharted, but I just don't like. I don't really care what happens to Lara from here. Like, I don't. Yeah, that's. I know what you mean. Like, the story just isn't as strong, which sucks because it's. I don't know why it's so just uninteresting. Like, I can't even remember anything that happened well, that, in the E3 that's it. regarding it. But I can't even remember what really happened in the last game. Like, I can obviously, but I wasn't left feeling like I needed to get more of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. But yeah, the, the, that I guess the rapture side of it could be interesting. Like if there's tornadoes. Like if it's, I don't even know. I don't know what to expect. I feel like that's probably <laughs> a bait and switch, and everything will just go back to normal, and it'll be fine. I just. Oh, it'll get re- it'll get retcon yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's probably enough to help you and sleep at night. Like I think he needed a bit of reassurance for. for yes, Tomb but Kingdom Hearts three, like I've never played, I've never touched a Kingdom Hearts game. It's always been a series. You got you got I dragged. Did get, I when did you get dragged. That on like, I didn't realize that people were so passionate about it until I tweeted that, and like random people. So many thirty-year-olds yeah. yelling at you. Um, but I want to. Like it's daunting knowing how much game time you have to put in to get into it at this point, but. Like, I'm a big Disney mm. fan. All the trailers looked awesome. I got to play the Toy Story world and Hercules worlds, which were both awesome. I love and Toy yeah, Story. I want to get into it. It was so good. Then just put the time in. It's literally like 100 put hours down... at this point, isn't it, James? No, oh, but <clears throat> you can play, just just rush through the main story. Don't do any shitty side quests and you'll be fine. Yeah. Just try just it. Watch, Stop. The, watch, the, watch the story on YouTube. Stop stre- Apparently, they're doing a video at the beginning of number three. They announced this week or last week that it will catch people up. Um, but my word of advice, don't play Kingdom Hearts for the story. It is nonsense. <laughs> it is like unbridled <laughs> nonsense. People will try and tell you it's not, but it is. Well, I, it'd have to be to like merge all these worlds together, right? Like, Yeah. And like... <laughs> yeah. I don't even feel like it's about... I know it is about Disney any, Disney now, but like I feel like they want to drop Disney <laughs> the way that it's going. But just play them. Stop stressing about how much time they'll take and just try them is my Well, yeah, I, I, like, I enjoyed this for, for what it was. Like I spent 15 minutes in each world with no context and it was fun. Like the gameplay is genuinely fun. The combat is good. Yeah, it is. Until we get to like Atlantis and... Which is boring, but everything else is really good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, being I'm a mermaid is not fun. I'm glad it got delayed to like January. I feel like it'll be a good January game. Yeah, but now it might yeah. overshadow Resident Evil Two. <laughs> That'd be yeah, the. I feel like it will. It might get cannibalized by Resident Evil. Resident Evil looks good. Um, anyway, going on to games that I actually got to play. <laughs> oh. <sighs> um, Pokemon Let's Go was a game that I was super keen to try, but. Massively disappointed. Like, <gasps> watching, like, Gasp. there were no surprises. Like, obviously, I knew that Pokemon were going to be just like sprawling the overworld and that I just have to literally throw. I played with their little Pokemon ball thing, so I knew I'd just have to like throw that to catch them. But like, doing it just 
made it even more simple than I ever could have imagined it being. Like, I don't understand. Like, I get elements of why they've made it simplified and more like Pokemon Go, but I don't understand why they had to go the whole way. Like, you... Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't feel like Pokemon's a game that needed to be simplified. Well, no, because it, it was like, like a perfect. It was, it was turn based. It was. It was already like you know. It was the right amount of strategy. Like it was all balanced, and now it's just like you know. It's I, just boring. It'd I be get boring, I reckon. The, like wanting to just allow people to catch Pokemon without fighting them, but then they could have not had them literally. Like you, you see which Pokemon you're running into. Like why not just have you catch them? In, like I don't get it. It's weird. Yeah, there's a lot about this game that I it don't looked, like. Ugh, I think I'll, it's annoying. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be skipping it entirely. I think because it just looks waiting for the gorgeous RPG and like year. I would never play a new Pokemon game, but like I know these Pokemon, so it it has my interest. But it just disappointed majorly. I, James, are you furious about Let's Go? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I'm so like I said. I think it was Ewan before I was speaking to about it. I was like, I'm just so over Pokemon. Like the last two games that I played were meant to get me back into it, and they just I finished them, and that was it. Like I just threw them away. Um, I th- wow, just straight out the window. I think I think these look really good, um, but I can't help but think these were really quick, almost mobile kind of up ports. They've got that weird clean mobile look yeah. to them, don't you reckon? Yeah. Um. And then I was reading that you can play the whole game with that Pokeball Joy-Con, and that makes me think, like, how how like, how like, much depth is there to this that you can finish it with one button and the control stick, you know? Yeah. It just, like, exactly- I, I don't know. I just, like, I don't want to be down on, you know, the whole casual gamer thing, but it just it looks a little bit too light for me, if that makes sense. But I'm not, who am I kidding? Like, I'll play it, but um, I, I just don't think it will grab me. I just want them to do, like, a dramatic reinvention for Pokemon. Um, Sun and Moon weren't what they what they thought they were. You know, X and Y weren't either. I don't know. I just... I'm a little bit over them. Well, hopefully the RPG that comes out next year will achieve Yeah, that. but I'm just so sick of this cycle where I'm like, yeah, hopefully that'll, that'll be... Ne- the next one will be bigger, whatever, so... Yeah, it'll sell well. Like, I get why it exists. It just... Of it course it will. Weird. Um, yeah, didn't get to play Resident Evil 2 just because, like, they were super strict with appointments for some reason. Anthem is another one that I really wanted to play just based on what everyone's saying. Like, it seems like it's playing a lot better than what we got to see at EA Play. Um, and yeah, two games that we did get to see, like, extended looks at is Dying Light 2, which it looks a lot like Dying Light 1, but I think narrative is where they're focusing their efforts. And, like, these decisions that sort of change the world. So, like, I can't even remember exactly what it was, but, like, there was one portion where you had to, like, I think it was, like, pushing someone off a rooftop or something, which, like, then set all these bandits onto the world and then, like, becoming friends with him just, like, kept order in that part of the city. Like, they're, they're really trying to focus on narrative-based decisions which change the world. But I feel like it was a theme at this E3. Like, everyone's doing it this time around. But yeah, mm. zombie killing. Yeah, branching areas is like the, the new thing. thing. And Cyberpunk was similar, like very much similar elements to that. Obviously, first person, everyone's losing their shit about. But it looked it looked <laughs> really good. Like it didn't look anything like The Witcher. Like if you were to put these two games side by side, like you wouldn't think they're made by the same person. Did you get to see any uh, any combat? You like shooting? 
Yeah, like yeah. it was really fast-paced, like sighting around maps. Obviously, you're shooting and sort of you can see the enemy, that you, the damage that you're dealing to the person. Like it looked good. It's definitely a shooter. Mm. Like I think I think it was James said, like this is not going to be a shooter. Like it'll have shooter elements. Like it's definitely Borderlands shooter. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Like Borderlands. I, I feel it. About it that. looked like Borderlands. Yeah. What? Uh, wait. That is the worst. News. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You just destroyed it. Wait. It does. What do you mean? It looks like Borderlands. Like I mean, is, are you just shooting... saying that because numbers come out of people no, when you like, shoot them? It's a shooter, like, in the same way that Borderlands is a shooter. Like, it's not you explore for five hours guns. and then you might shoot one person. Like, it's a shooter. But your abilities Yeah, like, and you stuff? can be more tactical and, like, you can plug into an enemy and, like, scan the whole area. But... Like, would, you, would you say it's, like, sort of Deus Ex yeah, as well? Yeah, for sure. But it is yeah. a, it's a shooter. It's a shooter. That's the vibe I've been getting <laughs> from, like, the the... I assume they're augmented like these, these future people, these cyberpunkians. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have to get my thoughts well, down, but yeah, it. Yeah, well, you, I'm. You heard it here first. Cyberpunk <laughs> is like Borderlands. A lot of people have been saying that. Like, wow, why are you shocked? Because that sounds terrible. Because Borderlands was shit. No, okay, I don't want to shit on Borderlands people. I know that they're very passionate. Borderlands One was shit. I think that's objective. Anyway, no it, it just the world. I don't know. I I feel like they're still ways away from getting this done, but the world looked incredible. Like the way you go from a car which looks very Grand Theft Auto to then like getting straight out back into first person shooting someone. Like it all just looks super slick and cool. I just wanted to see it. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess yeah. they're you know. Hmm. All right, well, we're running a bit long. Do you guys want to play What the yes. Wiki? Let's do it. Okay, yeah, let's I better it. win. For the uninitiated, What the Wiki is the Startcast game show where the host, me, this, this evening, uh, reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and the contestants, uh, including you at home, uh, must guess the game. Uh, last week, I managed to uh, snag the victory from a pretty uh, lackluster performance from James. So uh, we are now tied up, but... You and Chief. He can... He, he can go ahead. Yeah, he let the Bethesda the bomb out. Uh, so, if James wins this week, he'll go back ahead of me, or... I don't have the, the scoreboard here, so I don't know if Shannon's won one this no, year. I don't think I'm I have. I'm going to assume he hasn't. Probably not. Because he's a, f- a filthy casual. Um, so, let's just get into it. Uh, we uh, have the first game brought to us by the lovely Jamie Panning. He uh, is the scorekeeper for What the Wiki. He loves it. All about it. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In this game, primarily developed by Bandai Namco and along with Camelot, players can compete in a number of sports, including soccer, baseball, tennis, Shannon. golf, and horse racing. Oh, God. Shannon. Is it called uh, Mario Sports Mix? Mario Sports Mix. It is, it is not called Mario Sports Mix. The, I'll, I'll continue. Keep going. Be set up. <laughs> the latter of which... It, the latter of which is the only new sport to feature in the sports spin-off franchise. The game includes Amiibo support, and a new line of Amiibo cards were oh, released no, for the game. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it, it takes is. up 6,589 blocks of free space on the 3DS. Oh, the James. Downloaded you, the... You're Googling it, mate. There is no way you would know this. Oh, James. Amiibo cards? Mario Sports Superstar? Nah, I don't, I'm not allowing oh. it. <laughs> what? It is Mario Sports Superstars. How can you not allow that? Uh, Jamie... It's the only Mario Sports game that has Jamie... Amiibo cards. No. Nah. 
Jamie uh, obviously suggested that because Mario Tennis Aces is out this week, so we thank Jamie for that. I'm going to move right past this controversy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give James the point and we'll, uh, we'll move right on. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the second game? Oh, not if you're going to be such a sore loser. <laughs> no, I, there's just you okay. either knew that at the start or you didn't. It just came to you that it was. No, super I didn't. Tough, I don't know mate. anything about sports games. Okay, boys, this is getting bitter. Please, <laughs> yeah, okay. be bigger men. Okay, moving on to the second game. This shooter is the sixth of its series and was a launch title for its console. It focuses on the war between the Vector and the Hellgast. This game is set thirty years Shannon. after the, its oh. predecessor. Sh- oh Shannon. God, I don't know this one either. I must. <laughs> Shannon, please. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it's called. Nah. Kill zone. Search your soul. <laughs> can't remember what it's called. That's so shameful. Black Shadow. I don't, know it's, no, I don't know what it's called. Sure. <laughs> oh, you're so close. Come on, I wanted to I wanted to go to it's a third Kill round. Zone Shadow something. I don't know. It is, but what is it? <laughs> oh, Shannon. You got three, mate. Three. Nah. Two. Google it, one. <laughs> That's fine. I'll let right, James Google it. You're out. I'm not Googling it. I know what it is. Shadowfall. The game is called Killzone Shadowfall, James. I'm going to have to uh, disqualify you from that. <laughs> no, you're right. So, yeah. Killzone Shadowfall it is. And obviously, I've included that this week because it's one of the uh, PlayStation Hits titles, which are going to be available for $25. What a broad so, definition PlayStation Hits must be. <laughs> sold well. No, pretty, pretty low bar. Pretty low bar for qualification there. Well, with that, James... Uh, well, Shannon, you really yeah, let me down there, I'm mate. Dead. I'll be honest. This has been, like, the worst. This round and last round was so bad. I don't, yeah, just, Shannon, you're the Sony guy. How did you not know Shadowfall? I'm I'm yeah. mortified. Look, I... Can we do the third I knew anyway, both of fun. the franchises for... Like, anyway, continue. How that doesn't get to the point, Continue. Anyway, with that, let us bring an end to what was episode 144 of the Uh-oh. Startcast. So subscribe to us on uh, Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press Start A. What is our thing? Press Start AU, <laughs> or visit the site at pressstart.com.au. Uh, you can join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. We've been joined today by James. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter on at Jams. So it's A T J A M Z. And we've also been joined by Shannon. Justice for Shancake, the non-cheater. <laughs> oh wow, we. Uh, if you think Shannon was robbed, <laughs> please, you know, reach out to us and we'll try and use you know, the we'll hashtag Shannon it, was robbed. Join the conversation. Uh, anyway, I've been your rather lackluster host, uh, Brody. You can follow me on Twitter at Brody underscore DG. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>